It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Doc Rob, Dr. Rob Streisfeld, your concierge for better living here at CannabisRadio.com and all over the internet, wherever you find me. You know, once it's on the internet, it's always on the internet. But that's a good thing. When we're talking about good information, education, health and healing, and that's what we're all about here. As you know, our motto is let's work together for a better today than yesterday and all strive for a better tomorrow than today. And that's what we're going to do. Um, a lot of craziness going on in the world right now, as you know. Uh, but one of the things that I still advocate for is, you know, eating well. I think if people understand that their food, again, we know there's food shortages and so forth, but eating well and focusing on your nutrition and finding nutri- nutrient-dense foods. Right now, for me, that's still one of the most important things you can do to manage your stress, to manage your health, to keep your energy up, et cetera. And, you know, for people that know me well at this point, know that I went to naturopathic school and then I went to culinary school. And a lot of people made fun of me in a, you know, in a joking way, like, oh, you're a doc, now you're going to become a cook. And I'm like, well, no, I think everyone has this one thing that can unify us all, which is everybody eats. And it's great today to have my guest, Shadi Ramey on, my friend from the industry. Welcome on the show. We're going to talk a little bit about culture and healing and food and some exciting new things coming out your way. Welcome on the show. Thank you so much. Glad yeah. to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. And again, we cross paths at many, you know, the, the trade shows, the industry shows. And when I say that, I'm talking about mostly hemp, uh, cannabis hemp shows, of course, the famous NOCO uh, hemp conference in, in Colorado. And, um, you know, it's just been crazy. Just, you know, you've been part of this industry. And, and beyond that, you understand, and this is what I, what I love, and I wanted to go right into this, was that you can be in this industry you can be in the health and wellness industry and you can still focus on sustainability. You should focus on sustainability, supply chain, quality ingredients, and all of the above. And it's something that even from the corporate standpoint, how you structure your corporations, how you're philanthropic, you know, all this stuff is really what I think a lot of the population is looking for, more of that sentiment. I know that's been part of your, your, your MO for your whole career. How did you get all into this whole scene, first of all? Um, well, the... the... The sustainability scene, I'm going to start there um, because I think it's really kind of like my root chakra of like who I am and how I operate and where I, all my paradigms really go back to this. And that was in 2000, I was working on my master's degree in cultural anthropology. And um, there was like a pretty new term. It was called sustainable development. It had come out of the Brundtland report in 1992 in Rio de Janeiro, the climate summit. And so I was really, really interested in that in terms of working in the, you know, with developing nations and community development. And so I went to Nepal to basically evaluate um, this recent concept called ecotourism um, Mm. from a sustainability standpoint. And so that was 20 years ago. Um, now I was, I was there now 20 years ago and, um, really, yeah, I laid this foundation where, um, sustainability, which really, I, I, one of the things that kind of bothers me a lot is people misusing 
and abusing the word sustainability, specifically in the cannabis industry, hemp industry, I find this a lot. Um, but in order for something to be sustainable, there, it's really an issue of equity and the equity would be social, economic and environmental equity. And so I've really brought that um, into all of my ventures. I've been a serial entrepreneur since 2006. And so with the cannabis industry, um, working in hemp, I've really um, brought that into uh, the product line that I started, um, hemp body care line and um, you know, this idea of conscious capitalism. And I think that today, more than ever, it's really imperative that we are operating as conscious capitalists and that we are making, that we're really um, giving a lot of thought and intention to the direction that we take with our business and how we operate. And so that's like a, a really big foundation for me. Um, I got into the hemp industry uh, in 2014. I wanted to... Um, get into the cannabis space. Um, my partner and I were looking at opening a dispensary. It was super cost prohibitive. And, and someone was like, someone's making a hemp coffee. And I was like, what, what is that? You know, um, at that point, when I thought of hemp, I was thinking of like hacky sacks and like cappies and hats and necklaces and stuff like that. I wasn't really thinking about it in that way. And so we went and visited this farm and we were like, that's the worst garden we've ever seen. And so we're like, we're going to, we're going to start a hemp farm. And so that's what we did in 2015, um, started growing hemp and um, started like living with the plant every day, started experimenting with it um, on a, from a culinary standpoint, um, created a, a whole body care line from it that was vegan and edible. And um, yeah, that's kind of, that's how I got involved was just starting to grow and then um, bringing this product to market and um, I had a lot of great momentum from 2017 NOCO right. experience, which kind of um, really just shot it out into the universe and on the news and lots and lots of orders and, and just kind of went nuts and took on a life of its own. And I've had to really pull myself back in the last couple of years to get back to my food work. And, um, and so that's what I've been doing for nice. this last year is really focusing on that. Yeah, I love it. I mean, again, that 2017 show was pretty good. I remember even being, you know, yeah, and a lot of people's perceptions on, on this plant have shifted. It's funny because my first exposure, I think, to hemp in this capacity or, in, you know, was actually a lot longer than that before, but that was from the Natural Products Expo when I bumped into um, a young couple named Autumn and Mike, um, and they had this little line called Manitoba Harvest Hemp, a small company uh, that was probably <laughs> 17 years ago. So, um, you know, that's why I laugh. It's like, and I was thinking about only about that as hemp. I was only thinking about hemp seed, hemp protein, hemp seed oil. And I didn't really understand at that point the rest of the, the potential. And so it's so interesting how people first get engaged. And then, of course, it spawns off from there into the numerous ways that, that you know, it can. Um, but that's really great. Again, I love coming back to the food side of it. It's where my passion lies. And um, especially, I just wanted to mention that my degree is also uh, a com combination of biology and anthropology. So cultural anthropology and the way man behaves is, and I say man as a general human, not a man or woman, but like man kind behaves or humankind behaves is always interesting to me. And obviously that reflects into how we're behaving now. And um, But it also, again, really reflects on food supply. And that's one of the things that I was just talking to my brother um, 
this morning actually about food supply. He works at Whole Foods and in the prepared foods department and just talking about having to maintain, you know, the high quality of produce, for example, but at the same time, not get it shipped all the time from California to come to Florida. You know, like there's got to be more efficient ways. And so I think that this is definitely an area. Um, and I think COVID and the pandemic brought a lot of it to light to a lot of people that didn't see it. Um, in the sense that having more local food supply and, you know, uh, more, you know, conscious food supply of where your food comes from and how it's, you know, managed, whether it's vegan or otherwise, just consciously and, and sustainably is really important. So, Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. So, um, no, but that's, I, I love that. I love that we have all these parallels and synergies and, and um, you know, I mean, again, remember that 2017 show and many others for that matter. I was just looking at six years ago, I think this week I was in, uh, or in, in Puerto Rico doing the first hemp conference ever talking about cannabis for the first time and publicly with the politics in Puerto Rico. And now look where that's gone, you know, in six years. So um, there's been a lot happening and I think there's a lot more happening. And, um, you know, I want to get into some of the things you're working on in the forward, but I do again want to compliment on the serial entrepreneurism is never easy, but um, having things like B Corps and that conscious capitalism and the philanthropic, the social equity part to it is really, really where the trend is and or should be for the next 10, 20 plus years. I mean, that's really where we have to shift our mindset. Absolutely. I mean, I think that, I mean, I, I believe that the fate of our humanity depends on these changes. I mean, there's no way for humankind to continue for the, for the earth to, to be in a way where it's safe for us to live here and, unless we make these changes immediately. And where, I, they're, where they're the norm, they're not like, um, it's not something rare to, to be doing B Corp. I mean, we should really be doing things like that all the time when we're generating revenue. We need to be giving back to the environment, local people, indigenous people, there's so many ways to, to be able to give back and still have, you know, a, a great profit margin, you know, but do the right thing. For sure. I mean, I'm probably gonna have to talk to you on, on, as a side note when I'm setting up my new company in New York about that B Corp structuring. So I'm glad to know that you've got that background, which I know, but um, there's a lot of people in my, in my, in our circles, let's put it that way, that, that think this way, but the circle needs to get wider, uh, much, much wider. So um, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back. I'm gonna dive into it. Shai's up to these days now, what she's been up to and going forward. So don't go anywhere. This is Doc Rob, your host here on Concierge for Better Living on Cannabis Radio. The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The cutting edge of cannabis. 
consulted by the American Cannabis Company. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on cannabisradio.com. And we are back. This is Dr. Rob, your host here at Concierge for Better Living with my guest today, Shadi Ramey. And we're talking about consciousness, conscious capitalism. I always had in my first book was conscious consumerism, you know, what you put in your body, what you put on your body. It's your choice and you should be making that choice consciously. Um, and then now it was with another book that came out, the, conscious, uh, the Cannabis Conundrum, you know, one of the things that I, I brought up was the sustainability factors the, of packaging and just operations in the large cultivation centers. Um, but there's so many different things happening. And this is, again, an emerging industry. You have some really great news coming out, which I'm excited to share. Um, you have a new book about to be launched. And so tell us a little bit about this book. I know there's a lot of cool features both in and about it. So I, I don't want to steal your thunder. So <laughs> share us a little bit about this. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's been a labor of love to write this. It's a cookbook. Nice. Um, it's also a call to action. It's also um, a way to disseminate really important information, as you know, when you when you write a book. And so I've been working on some of the recipes really since 2015 and giving it the last year, um, the majority of my focus to bring this to life. The name of the book is called Hemp Can Change the World. Um I'm super grateful that Winona LaDuke took the time um, to write the foreword for the book. The book is one of the first books printed on hemp, um, certainly in the last hundred years. Definitely the first cookbook written on hemp. Um, we are, again, bringing that conscious capitalism into our awareness with this project. So um, we're giving 1% of our proceeds to 1% for the planet. We're also giving a dollar um, per book sold to The Last Prisoner Project, which I'm really, really happy about. And yeah, I mean, it's, I'm a cultural anthropologist. I've been referring to myself as a culinary anthropologist for quite some time. And <laughs> I love it. So really bringing that into, into how I approach the book, the kinds of recipes that are in the book, connecting with um, cannabis on a deep level in terms of like different cultures that um, have a really, have had a very, um, ancient relationship with cannabis and highlighting um, some of those. And yeah, I mean, the book is um, also everything in the cookbook is it's all, it's a vegan. Um, they're all gluten-free. There's many paleo and keto friendly recipes in there and um, just lots of unique stuff that we wanted to share with people. So I'm really 
really excited uh, about the book launch and talking about the book and, and connecting with people um, through, through hemp in this way. Nice. Well, first of all, I'm going to, it's awesome when anyone puts out that creative work and it's a labor of love. And so again, congratulate you on just having that completed. It's always that process having done a few books myself, but, but I like, you know, you kind of brushed over it, but I want to reflect back on that. This probably is the first, you know, cookbook for sure, but one of the first books in over a hundred years printed on hemp paper. I think that's pretty significant. I think we need to see a lot more. I've wanted to do that. I've been looking at hemp packaging for some of the boxes and product development work that I do in the industry. It's something that, again, I love that you're doing that on the hemp paper. I've wanted to do that for my future books as well. And I'm, I'm excited to see that you're becoming a reality. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I mean, honestly, I feel like, um, you know, I'm not really going to go down the rabbit hole, but I've, it's been interesting because when I first wanted to talk to people in the industry who are doing some of this work, you know, people who call themselves leaders and all this and about doing it on hemp paper, you know, the immediate reaction was like, no, that's not cost effective. You need to just do it on recycled paper. Right. And so I was left like, you know, kind of crushed. And I'm like, that's not really leadership. Leadership is taking something that has like a really, I mean, hemp printing on hemp paper is super expensive right now. And I feel like for things like that to become more mainstream, that we need to make those choices. Again, back, to, it's that guiding light of the conscious capitalism where we need to do the right thing when no one's looking. We need to print, we, printing this on, on hemp, again, is I think um, a call to action for how we spend our money and decisions that we make all the time as not only consumers, but as entrepreneurs. I love it. And I think what you said, as a leader is important, you got to build a demand and someone's going to step out there and bite the bullet and, you know, maybe spend a little bit more, maybe make a little bit less, but that's okay if it leads to something bigger than them, which is a change and someone that more and more people start to use the, you know, those type of derivatives of the plant and find a way to be more efficient, save the trees, et cetera, and the environment. I love it. That's why I said it's really important not to gloss over that. I think it's an important facet. And I also had the similar kind of conversations and I, and, I, and I battle them all the time when I'm pushing through innovation in the industry. It's very easy to do a me too stuff, you know, and, I, and, and I'm the guy that, you know, a lot of ways gets asked to find the innovation and then they say, oh, but, you know, and I'm like, no, no, no buts. That's what you need to do. And I, you know, but leadership, you know, like I said, I, I, there's a big company in the hemp space that was one of the leaders, let's put it this way, I don't want to call them out, and they just announced a, a first loss in revenue. And I, and I can tell you that I expected this. One, because they were not innovating, nothing new, no new products. Uh, number two, the original leaders took their profit and did are doing something else. So they're not on the same passion and purpose of the original company. And I think also when companies see an emerging category get so wealthy very quickly, you get a lot of leeches, a lot of people that come on and try to get those, you know, that money out of that company and salaries, and they don't really do the work to deserve it. So I think that this is common from in my experience, in, especially in dietary supplement and natural products companies, that if you don't think long-term, if you don't think about the, the greater good or the give back or the balancing act of becoming a corporation or being a company, um, profit's okay, but you know you gotta have a, a few more P's that, you know, that, uh, that go along with that. You know, So very cool. I'm excited to, to check out this book obviously on a personal level, um, especially with the USDA, you know, and, and the 2018 Farm Bill and the hemp, you know, being used in the culinary world versus, you know, you know, I'm a guy that wears many hats. I have the doctor role. I have the culinary, you know, chef role. I have the consumer role. I have the you know, patient role. It's like you got to have you know, the advocate role, you know, a lot of hats. But I, I think that we need to push more 
this is my personal passion, um, which is pushing more of cannabis as food. And that is actually the title of my upcoming talk at the Whole Plant Expo in October, which is Cannabis is Food. And I'm trying to push out just the narrative of either drug or, or recreational. You know, uh, There's definitely another category here from a nutritional standpoint, too, um, that we can benefit from. And, and that's lovely to see. And I'm looking forward to experimenting with some of your recipes as well. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Love it. But what parts can I want to ask you? So are you using just seed, uh, protein powders, seed oil, or are you using other parts of the plant as well? Well, there's lots of recipes with hemp hearts. Nice. Um, there's some recipes with hemp seeds. Okay. Um, and then there's, yeah, hemp seed oils in there. Um, there's just one protein powder from a company that I really like. Um, and then there are some, a couple recipes with hemp leaf. Nice. And yeah, dried and also fresh cannabis. Very cool. Nice. Yeah, I think that's, you know, for me, that's, uh, I, I push the cannabis is vegetable kind of motion as much as I can. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of my destigmatizing this plant is from, you know, the weed in the garden, from, from the kale and the collards, you know, it's like, come on, people. Um, and it's funny, I, again, I always joke at this, I've said this several times, someone once told me that the only place in the world that they sell cannabis in the grocery store is North Korea. And I'm like, I wish I could verify that, but, I, but I'm not going. So, um, you know, just one of those things like, okay, I, I have to kind of take your word for it, but we want to change that. I'd like to see that, you know, change. And it's something that I'm personally working on. So I love that. And I'm, you know, hopefully have a bunch of recipes. Maybe we'll, we'll collaborate even on a volume two, because I think this is going to catch on and there'd be a lot more people, a lot more chefs getting into the kitchen and playing around with this plant. And, and, you know, of course we have our sister, you know, you know uh, it's not a plant, but the fungal kingdom as well, um, which I think is going to be, uh, you know, another whole area of, of exploration over the next several years. So from a culinary standpoint, not just a drug or medical standpoint. Absolutely. That's, I, I mean, I'm super present for this ride that I'm going to take for the book, but I, mushrooms are definitely my, my focus at the moment and, and yeah. into perpetuity. I'm just really niching down and just to focus on the fifth living kingdom. It's amazing. You know, when people, I did a whole like 101 of mushrooms and they're like, it's separate from the plant kingdom. I'm like, oh boy. So we have to kind of really do a lot of education, but you know, that's, that's part of this industry. And some of the leadership that we talk about is education comes first. You know, when you build that education model and you really do it the right way with integrity uh, and that can come through all sorts of mediums, but I, I think books and cookbooks and first-hand applications are a, a major tool for that, that transition, that, that catalyst of change. So great. We're going to take one more quick break. We're going to come back with Shali. We're going to talk a little bit more about this book launch and when people can get it and where they can get it. So don't get anywhere because you're going to want to get it. This is Doc Rob here, your host on Concierge for Better Living on Cannabis Radio. The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. My guests say Razzie Berry. We're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine, as well as the concept of prevention and preventing disease. Empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle. Get to know your body, understand its rhythms, remove toxins, and use natural alternatives whenever possible. 90 to 95% of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. I mean, that's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. 
only on CannabisRadio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put different celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. I'm your host, Dr. Dina. We've got David Faustino on the line. Bud Bundy from Married with Children. Did you feel nervous being a celebrity walking into a weed store? I don't remember at all being like, ooh, I'm scared someone's going to take my picture here. What are they going to say? Bud Bundy smokes Bud? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be a big shocker. Hey, this is David Faustino, and I'm on Cannabis Confidential with my girl, Dr. Dina, on CannabisRadio.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, all right. We are back. Our last segment of the day with another great conversation with my friend and industry advocate, warrior, uh, queen, you know, Shadi Ramey here talking about the upcoming cookbook with all about hemp. And uh, I'm, you know, I've been playing around with, like I said, the hemp foods for 15 plus years, the, the, the hearts and the seed oil and the benefits of that and talking about it more, more and more. Um, so you talked about this tour and, and that's another thing we talked about sustainability and you're working on what I believe is a carbon neutral tour. Is that correct? Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. And actually I forgot to mention the book itself, the whole book project is carbon neutral and the, what we're doing um, in terms of car- carbon finance is we are working um, with an organization where we will be purchasing non-toxic cook stoves for women in Uganda. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're offsetting the carbon, which, you know, on, on our end, it's a small sacrifice for, I think, the big changes that it can make because a lot of women in, um, in Uganda use, currently use kerosene which right. is super toxic and they have like their baby on their back. And so we're really, really proud of, of this, of the carbon neutrality and the tour, all of the tour will also be carbon neutral with the same offset. I love it. I love it. Thinking holistically and, and, uh, full circle, as they say, I think that's great. I personally have some products and passions for Jamaica right now with the nutrition and the children and, and the food supply chains there. And, you know, even we talked about other conversations about ecotourism. Um, and just, I like the idea of going to around the world and experiencing new cultures and diving into the foods and, you know, really kind of getting familiar. I, I, we were on horseback, let's say for example, in Jamaica and the guy is telling us about this, this plant is used for this, you know, treating eye infections and this one's used for that. And that's, that's what gets my juices flowing. And, and, but, um, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, people realize things like going to necessarily Indonesia, you bud for a yoga t- retreat could be done probably 
a lot closer, like in Jamaica, for a lot less uh, expense. And so there's a lot of things that are pros and cons, but I think that what you've done with that full circle carbon neutral book launch and book and helping you know women in, in Uganda, this is just, again, the, the consciousness that it's great to share, great to promote, and hopefully other people adapt, you know, adopt, I mean, sorry, adopt and adapt to, you know, being more conscious in this manner. It's great stuff. Thank you so much. So when is the book out out? Like when can we actually get this book and start playing in the kitchen? So pre-sales begin on October 1st. Nice. And um, people will be able to get the book. So through pre-sales, we would be start um, doing, everything will be sent out on November 2nd. So right. November 2nd is when they will be able to buy it through our website. And there, if, if people go to www.hempcanchangetheworld.com, they will um, be able to do the pre-sales as of the 1st of October. And there'll also be a growing list of where they can purchase it at local retailers in different places. Very cool. Very cool. We'll have to post that link up when we post the show. Definitely so people can find it. So basically what people what you're saying is pre-order October 1st, spend the month of October stocking up on your hemp goodies, all your hemp pro, you know, products, your hemp oils, your hearts, all the things you can find. Um, look for high quality ones, support your local farmers, of course, especially the ones that are new in the hemp space that need a little love. And then come in November, right after, you know, you might have a rough first week or maybe a really good first week of November to be determined, but no matter what, you'll get a good present you get a book and you'll be yeah. able to sit home and cook and and celebrate or eat stressfully with good hemp foods to nourish your body so no matter what it's a win-win-win that's how i look at it gotta be positive right that's right exactly and you know for the holidays there's lots of really good yummy comfort foods from different cultures and really really excited to share it all that's awesome. I love that part. Oh, remind us that the holidays are coming. I don't mean Halloween, which is already being pushed all the candy around and all that stuff already. But I'm talking about the holidays where you get family and friends hopefully together this year. If not, still do stuff that warms your heart and heals your belly and you know nutrifies your, your soul. And I think that's going to be a really nice gift for people too for the holidays. If people want to buy a nice cookbook gift, that's another good suggestion. I think it's wonderful, especially if you've got kids, get them involved in the kitchen. That's what we like to do at home is get the kids involved. And, uh, you know, again, just want to thank you for coming on today and sharing. We're going to get you on again as things progress. And maybe uh, once the book is out and we'll do some recipe testings here and we'll talk about it. But great to have you on the show today. Wish you all the best um, and, uh, and all the best and success going forward. Thank you so much, Doc Rob. Really appreciate your time today. My pleasure. That's what we're here for. And I thank everyone at Cannabis Radio for making this happen. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, sharing this show, sharing other shows that are you know, pre-recorded and, and saved in the archives. And again, just do your best. That's all we can ask for. And uh, sending blessings and good positive energy out to the West Coast, those that are suffering with the fires and anyone who's suffering with COVID or other issues, please you know, just hang in there. These uh, retrogrades will get out and we'll start feeling better in a few months. But uh, in the meantime, I just, you know, as always, I wish everyone all the best in health and happiness. Take care and be well. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.